It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. The Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. Hey, good day. Welcome to Friday's Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. And, of course, like Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, it's Spike Night on the Bob and Zip Show. <laughs> One night blood in the water, boys. Yeah. So, Spike, welcome. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I am pretty good for, um, uh, what am I? Retired <laughs> landowner. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling, um, I'm Heroes. feeling my age. I'm uh-huh. feeling, uh, and, and don't take this as an application for self-pity <laughs> or, other, or pity from you, uh, but I'm feeling pr- pretty much irrelevant. Uh, mm. And this is like the only fun I, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I do other things for fun, but that only takes three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I put it this way. <laughs> now, Go twice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, 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 no, I've been down. I've been down because of the, uh, the Lyme disease stuff, which is annoying. Right. I've also been down because I think I'm finally realizing that I there's nothing I can say that will fix Spike would call it stupid, but that would <laughs> fix the um, lack of attention to uh, detail and credibility and like the world is so messed up that I, I'm tur- I've turned into one of those retired guys who sits there and you know throws <laughs> stuff at the TV and yells at my wife and say, I told you that would happen and and I realized that's not attractive. It's, <laughs> it's Captain Bob the Fun King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you one example and we can move on because okay. every, every good is more important than me tonight. But um, a year ago plus Yeah. I remember the date. It was, I think it was published on March 5th, and I read it a few days later. An article came out in an American-language newspaper from China. I think it was called, like, the China Times or something. And I'm sitting in the sugar house, and I'm watching the pandemic (laughs) unfold. (laughs) On the crapper. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, no, we don't have one of those out there. (laughs) Good. It's the woods or hurry back to the house. (laughs) The woods. But, uh, But Spike will remember this. Because we were doing the Bob, Spike, and Joe show when the pandemic began, and Bob plays the devil's advocate, so I was like, how is this worse than the flu? Uh, Yeah, you did. Remember that? Oh, yeah, week after week, too. Uh, Week after 10 days, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like to think that I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, but even there, I just didn't, so... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I no, because at the time there was like five thousand people had it in China. No biggie. And um, meanwhile, I started watching this scientist, and I will plug him again because if you ever want to know what's going on, best source in the in the world, uh, Doctor John Campbell, a British teacher actually, uh, with lots of different doctorates and degrees, and just he's a brilliant speaker. Anyway, I started watching him, and he talked about this story and. A study was done of people who caught COVID on a bus in hmm. China. And uh, because China is a totalitarian government, not like our freedom, yeah. 
It's weird to me that people are willing to die for freedom, but not get a little vaccine shot that wouldn't hurt a flea. <laughs> I know. Or put a uh, mask on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, this bus was a packed bus that took about a four and a half, five hour road trip. So it was like you were taking a bus to Spokane or from yeah. Boston to D.C. or something. It was a big, long bus trip. And again, because it's a totalitarian government, there are cameras with facial recognition oh. on the bus. And uh, if there's one thing could be said about freedom and privacy is it's awesome if you're a criminal. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> It can be. I'm not saying yeah. from experience. Yes. But when you're in a totalitarian regime, you know, they spy on the people. And in this case, they were able to look at every single person that was on that bus, identify every single one, because one of the passengers was an extremely early case. Uh, I used to have a name for those cases. I can't remember what they, uh, but he was a super spreader. And it was a super was spreader patient event. Zero. Patient zero. He's so. like patient zero. Yeah. And oh. so he gets on that bus, and in five and a half hours, they identified every single person on the bus who caught COVID and was diagnosed. And it was not what you'd think. You'd think it would be just the seats around this guy, right? Remember six feet? No, it distance? was not, not in an incubator like that. Yeah. It turns out that people all over the bus got COVID. Yeah. You're right, because of ventilation. Uh, but it also turns out there were a bunch of people on the bus who didn't get COVID, including the passenger who sat right next to this patient zero. Right. Every single person who didn't get COVID had one thing in common. Okay. Anybody want to guess? They were all eating a raw onion. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they on uh, ASA and uh, uh, whatever the aspirin is uh, called? Let me give you a hint. <laughs> they, were, they were eating a baby aspirin. Oh, they had, they, had, they had a mask on. Everyone who didn't catch COVID had a mask on. So okay. here it is like mid-March, and this scientist is doing this show, and he was saying, well, that sure points to airborne spread. Uh, and he says probably has a lot to do with the lack of ventilation. And, you know, it was heavily discussed. But at the time, the official CDC and World Health Organization rule, ruling, I should say, was that masks could do more harm than good. Oh, boy. And that you don't want masks. There's no point in getting a mask. And a part of why they did this is they wanted all the masks for nurses and doctors. Right. right. There was a severe shortage of PPE. Exactly. And the way they spun it was, you know, uh, sort of like wartime, you know. We need it for the troops and for the people right. fighting. Um, the rest of you, well, we don't know what to tell you right now. We'll get back to you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> collect the cork, collect the rubber, collect everything. So, uh, Back then, I remember thinking, well, it's airborne then. And it was like, no, it's not airborne. And as recently as a month or so ago, I was reading the spin that it's not airborne. Well, it gets in mist in the air. And it can hang there for up to three hours. And I realize it's in the air and that's where it's born, but that's not the technical... De and it was literally this whole tap dance about how that was not the te technical definition of airborne. Yeah. And then... Just yesterday, 
the CDC and the World Health Organization changed the classification to airborne. Yeah, just yesterday. Good timing. Yeah. And they, and they loosened the re- restrictions for indoor mask wearing, too. Yeah, apparently. today it's like no masks. Because yeah. yesterday we decided it's airborne, today no masks. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, I should have no, paid attention in school because no. it makes no sense to me. I don't <laughs> By the way, I do want to say this. It was really easy during the Trump administration mm-hmm. to make him the fall guy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest about this. I, our organizations, our infrastructure, our health uh, care system, uh, the CDC, the World Health Organization, they're all bloated uh, PR firms. And, uh, y- you know, don't get me wrong. There's some scientists there and they do some good work. But what co- kind of fool am I? <laughs> you, I, I can't stand you either today, Fauci. I saw you on TV. And you were, you, it's basically like you were just tap dancing the whole, you were, you were trying not to offend anybody in the government. Yes, the, what's changed now that it's airborne? Well, lots have changed. Uh, we got research and moving on. Everybody should wear a mask and, unless you get vaccinated. Anyway, well, I, I don't even, I can't even remember why I didn't like you today, Fauci, but I couldn't stand you. Um, thank you. I love you too, Bob. Maybe it was just my... General malaise. Anyway, oh, sh- just shut up and talk to Spike. Okay. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> but I've spent the day pissed off. Oh boy. And feeling self-righteous, which I know is dangerous for me. Yeah. It'd be like usual. Calling my cocaine dealer. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. <laughs> not good idea at all. But I was, I was like, I I knew this a year ago. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Do you ever go? Like, I knew that. Yeah, you you become the get off my lawn guy, right? I'm afraid so. Yeah, where I live, there's no one ever comes on my lawn. So <laughs> but deer, yeah, <laughs> and bear. Oh, we saw like half a dozen deer. So anyway, so the new Be- deer leave their own flaming bag of deer poop on your porch too. <laughs> the uh, the newest th- the new revelation today is what we should have told you a year ago. Yeah, is that masks are extremely af- no no I'm sorry. What we should have told you is, I can't even remember. It's an aerosol-borne virus. It's airborne. Airborne. And then, like like you guys said, in the same breath, Ali Ali Oxenfree. And, what, yeah. and by the way, the reason they're telling you you don't have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated is they want to make unvaccinated people jealous. Or... Yeah, force restrictions upon them to force them to get vac- vaccinated. You think that the government would do that? Oh, I think, yeah. Well, they're kind of doing it now. Uh, Spike, I don't know what's going on in Seattle, but uh, are there are some of the uh, teams saying that if you're vaccinated, you can get prime, prim, you know, primo seats in the venue? I haven't heard that yet. For I mean, for a Mariner game, primo seats means go ahead, sit where you want. There's only 11 <laughs> of you here. And it's been the way for over a decade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Seahawks didn't allow anybody in the park last year. I'm not sure what they're what their plan is for this year yet. I don't know if we've got a... Because we, we, we've changed designations. We've changed phases so much. Yeah. And we were supposed to roll into phase two, I think, or phase one. or what, the, the least intrusive phase was supposed to be rolled into, but we put that on hold for two weeks because our numbers were going up. And today it's like our numbers are going back down. Yeah. And if like 70% of the, the state is vaccinated, they can be, everything can be wide open by late June. So, um, let me put it this way. 
we're so confused by all the crazy messaging that there's no nobody's educating nobody's giving you the real scoop even Fauci today now I remember why I was mad at you Ed why? Fauci why um, he there was like definitive information define definitive well specific <laughs> definitely <laughs> thank you you got me uh, specific uh, which I don't have in front of me but you should specific yeah. numbers about how safe you are if you're vaccinated. And it ch- and here's the problem. I know he doesn't want to get quoted because it changes from day to day. Yeah. And if I if he tells you what it is today, it'll be used out of context, like that quote when he said you don't need a mask. So I get it. But what really people need to hear is nothing is without risk. The risk of vaccines is this tiny. And the risk of not being vaccinated is this big. And they need to publish a chart. Based on your age, like I can I can go online and say, where's my stimulus money? <laughs> I should be able to enter who I am and get the latest scientific information of how dangerous it is for me. Imagine if our own country gave us the scientific data day to day and then said, we trust. Remember how politicians used to say, I trust Americans to make the right decision. Have you heard that lately? Never. No. <laughs> Well, tell me, I'll tell you this, Bob. Charts are not nearly as sexy as a stimmy check. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So uh, if you get vaccinated, your chances of getting, and they've said it today. And I've been saying to my wife for a week, like, we really don't need these masks other than to set an example for other people. And I hate them. Uh, Unless we go on an airplane or we're, you know, in a concert or something. And she's... Because we've been conditioned to be scared. She's like, yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready to give up the mask. <laughs> you know, it was okay when it was cold outside. Now that it's warm, oh my gosh. Oh. It's just, it, they're awful. So, uh, as far as be, uh, the government will never require you to prove you're vaccinated. Hmm. Not this government. You don't think there'll be any uh, pa- no, no, passports? No, it's no, businesses no. that mm-hmm. will require ah, you. Yeah. Right? Sporting events will require it. Yeah. Transportation may require it. And you know why? Yeah, it's cover their ass. Insurance. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk said something amazing a week or two ago. It, it was right after so- another fatality had occurred in a mm. Tesla. Yeah. But he said Dogecoin. Is that the- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it dropped twenty nine percent as he uttered the words. That that was. Well, genius. we'll get to that uh, because I, I'm a, not a believer in Bitcoin. But no, he said uh, something to the effect of someone was bugging him about someone died in one of your cars, and he was like, "You know, we're coming to a point where insurance companies won't insure you unless you're in one of my cars." Like he's basically saying the numbers. Of course, someone's always going to die. Yeah, the math is going to work in his favor, though. When it gets to the point where a human driver has to pay extra, like a motorcycle driver. Hi, Spike. Um, (laughs) That's when it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Because insurance companies don't care about death. They care about claims. Payouts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm pretty curmudgeonly. Anybody got something bright and fun to talk about? <laughs> For both of you, still with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I realized today that I, my childhood addictions have never left me. My, I used to be addicted to stickers when I was a kid, and I still can't throw one out when they send me one in the mail. 
My I, granddaughter's like those. You mean little stickers of anything that you can anything, put on anything? Yeah. Anything that that peels and sticks. I have, you know, Sweetwater sent me a, a sticker in something that I ordered on electronic. I put it on my water jug, my uh, Brita in in the fridge. It says Sweetwater on the side. Do stickers <laughs> make you feel important? Special? No, I no. What is I it? just I I can't even explain. I can't logically justify it other than it was like there were Batman stickers when Batman was a thing. You know, so anything that you put a, 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 a yellow and black bat on was suddenly cool, whether it was a helmet or a bike or a bike seat, whatever. Spike, can you explain that? The, I, I, nostalgia is the most powerful feeling there is. Okay. I guess, but I just can't break that. I can't, I can't throw them out. <laughs> I've been collecting. I have a file of stickers. The glue is probably dried out, but from radio stations and all kinds of places. Bumper stickers. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I um, I would love to like something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that something peaceful cheap. for me. <laughs> oh, it sounds uh, wonderful. And uh, Spike, I thought you would relate because Spike is very into nostalgia. Yeah, you I, have. I've got so much useless shit, <laughs> and that's it. Because you, you've got no place it to, is, to put it anymore. What are you going to well, do? Well, you know, Bob, Bob. Remember when I thought I would pay for my daughter's college education with? Remember what they were? Beanie Babies. That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I literally had hundreds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So is she going online to college? <laughs> um, Touche. It's actually going to Trump you. It's great. Yeah. They, they, they still take me, babies. Um, it's uh, the Bitcoin. Of it's the, bit, the furry little Bitcoins that are beanie yes. babies. Yes. <laughs> well, funny. we're talking since Bitcoin came up and yeah. the stickers and beanie babies, we're talking yeah. about value. Uh, the the value something is uh, the value of something is whatever Perceived. someone believes we'll it's worth and mm -hmm. is willing to pay. Correct. Well, you want to you want to know the glaring example of that is when we had our fire last year, and we had to list all the things that we lost in the fire and their value, and the insurance company comes back with, well, that's really only worth this much, you know, and it's like you have to fight for the value of everything that you lost, and most of the stuff we had that was near and dear to us was worthless to anybody except us right you know we, we had a we had a pool table in our basement and i swear i've played pool. we've lived in this house going on 15 years now and we might have played pool on that pool table three times in 15 years but the thing was it was like a 1970s it was in immaculate condition it was nothing but vintage looking you know art deco looking pool table and the there. pool company's like, well, it really wasn't a high quality, high-end piece. It's worth about five hundred dollars. I'm like, why are you funny? Like, are you are you kidding me? They are very you hard know, to sell. Now they're hard. They're hard to sell. You say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oh, the yeah. slate so is you so could, heavy. What they're what they probably know is you could buy one for five hundred bucks. Well, that's what I told them. I said, look, if you find okay, you go find me one that is exactly like the one you we lost. That is fifty years old. That is an immaculate. Day at brand new condition, and I'll send them. And we'll be good. And but I'm not taking five hundred bucks for it. We still haven't settled that. Almost a year later, we're still. Oh, you're still fighting still over a dead pool table. Yeah, that's the last. I there's there's several things uh, no one should ever pay for. Right. Uh, they are aquariums, aquariums, <laughs> pool tables, Pian pool tables, and pianos, and pianos. Yeah, and right. girlfriends, girlfriends. Yeah. Now you have to be patient when you want to buy <laughs> one of those things. You have to find someone who is moving, and the moving truck comes tomorrow. 
<laughs> Fire sales, yes. I'm terrible. Uh, when it comes to negotiating, I I, I believe it's, I'm like one of those hagglers yeah. um, that we used to run into in foreign countries. Well, we, we used to have a joke about you, Bob, that we never told you. That Feel most free. people shop most people Uh-oh. shop for cars in the newspaper. Bob shops for cars in the obituary section. No. <laughs> that's not that's never been true. Was it? <laughs> no. No. That's a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you're listening, that sounds like sound advice coming yes. from Spike. <laughs> Um, well, I, I, I know what you're thinking of. He left a wife, two children, and a 1975 Crown Victoria with 11,000 miles. <laughs> I know what you're thinking of. The place we had on Orcas Island was... Uh, yeah, that old gentleman with the Ford. Right? No, yeah. that's a different thing. That oh. is another person who was... I, I <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, I thought you got the house from somebody who died. And, and then, then the there was a boat from the guy who couldn't take care of it. I have, the boat, the plane you got from... They're usually still breathing. <laughs> The plane, the plane. Now I will literally type in estate sale when I when I look on Craigslist cars. Oh God, you know, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, sure. Well, um, so here's the thing. It doesn't need to come with the original driver, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little set of little disclaimer. It's he had a tube in the window in the garage. You may want to air it out for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, suicide jokes really That's morbid. Yeah. I don't know how to follow a suicide. Play the match theme. Play the match theme, gonna, Bob. I was simply going to give good advice for negotiating a good price on just about anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come in um, at half. First of all, be honest with yourself okay. and the other person. This isn't about um, being mean or uh, brutal. This is about supply, demand, and time. Uh, here's the thing about negotiation. Someone taught me this, by the way, and Spike, you were the beneficiary of this for about 25 years. The Art of Negotiation? (laughs) Not that book. Is that the book? No, but here's the thing. Every negotiation is based on three things. It's almost like it's a three-legged stool. Uh And I read this in a book. Also known as a tripod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read this in a book, and now you've driven me off, and I can't remember what the name is. It's all right. Um, Basically, there's the amount of time before you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. There's the knowledge of what you're willing to pay. There's the knowledge on the other side of what they need to get for it. And then there's power. There's knowledge is power. Who's got like, for example, when I need a job, the employer has all the power. Right. Generally, if they say I'm only willing. In fact, for the first 20 years that I worked, you hire me. Great. Yeah. Do you want to see how much it is? No, thanks for hiring me. You know, that was basically <laughs> for, for money? For money. <laughs> like, I never negotiated until uh, we had a morning show and we had more than one station that wanted us. And an agent sure helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not get an agent. No kidding. Until much later in the process. And Buckwald was your agent? or No, 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 no. He's a, a very uh, wonderful uh, man named Paul Anderson who wouldn't mind the plug. He's Huh. One of the top radio agents in the country. Cool. Um, but before I had him, uh, I had read this book, and uh, it contained another saying that's a very good saying. Uh, it's a famous uh, lawyer uh, saying, it's, only a fool has himself for a client. Right. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it means? It means anybody that represents himself is an idiot. Pretty close, yeah. 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 
And so um, when you first work and you, you know, you just need a job, you pretty much will take whatever is offered to you until supply and demand means that you're in demand. You can go somewhere else. And, and what I always told everybody is if you want to be worth more, make yourself, make yourself necessary. Mm-hmm. Make it so they can't imagine possibly getting along without you. Right. And then say, I need to improve my position. And here's the thing. If you did a good job, they'll go, well, how do we get you to stay? If you didn't do a good job, they'll go, well, great. We got someone cheaper that'll take your job. You know, this is how the world works. <laughs> yes. And, um, and so in, in all negotiations, you have to decide by a certain time. Right. Right? You have been offered a job and said, well, let me think about it for a couple of months. Is that offer going to still hold? No. <laughs> no. Strike while the iron's hot. And so there was this thing in the book that, like, I'm guessing the number, but, like, 95% of all negotiations end when one party runs out of time and has to give in. Right. And, and they so, also, yeah. yeah. They also say that the first one to mention a number loses. Oh, yes. He goes first, loses. Right. And he who has himself for a client loses. And if you have yourself for a client and you go first, you're a double loser. <laughs> double ass. My old man used to teach us when I was selling cars for my dad. He's like, you, you tell him the price and then shut up. And whoever speaks right. next loses. <laughs> and I swear I sat for four, five minutes straight not talking with a guy who knew the exact same rule I did across the <laughs> desk. And we're just looking at each other. Yes. Staring down. I mean, for four, four and a half, five minutes straight. It was, it was, we, we both wow. just busted up laughing. It was a Contest Taco Bell standoff. <laughs> well, and so, and so that's important. So, uh, again, this is serious advice. So let's say you want to buy, oh, it could be a used car. It yeah. could be, uh, you know, something on Craigslist. Here's what you have to know going in. Are there a lot of them? Right. On Craigslist, if there are, like aquariums, pianos, (laughs) and pool tables, you know, you're a buzzard. Right. Ah! Ah! (laughs) You got to go in and go, you know, I I don't have a lot to work with here, and there's a lot of these out there. I sure wish you would get what you want for it, but based on everything I'm looking at, I don't want to insult you. And then if they go, no, please, make an offer. Insult me. Insult me. Please. <laughs> Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Nobody. <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, I've been the victim of this, too. I mean, if someone yeah. wants to buy something off me, I'm yeah. a pushover, by the way, if I know I have no leverage. Right. If I don't have any leverage, I go, yeah, I just wanted to go to a good home. I did that recently. And it's just like, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it. And the, and the person was even like, well, that's a really good deal. Thank you. And I go, well, that's all right. I'll screw someone else. Some, you know, <laughs> I'll screw it forward. Didn't a very famous musician uh, try to call you about a microphone? That oh, you recently. Had... Did I, did I you not did tell not, that story You did yet? not tell that story. You said you teed it up and oh. then you never followed through. I, now, here's the thing. Every time I do this now, mm-hmm. I find out that people actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> So if I talk about him, he might hear about it. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. Big rock star. Huge rock star. Yeah. Um, did some Bob's Garage stuff for us many years ago. We had a great time. Uh, actually, I got invited to his birthday party. 
And, you know, so for a few years, we sort of knew each other and then, you know, drifted apart. And we did interviews with him later, and I don't think he barely remembered us. So it's not like we're friends. But out of the blue. Blue collar. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I get an email from him. And it's, and again, I can't give all the details because I do respect people. I mean, it doesn't sound like I respect people's privacy because of how I talk about my family. <laughs> but they're yeah. in, they're in for a slice of the action, so they're you know they're fair game. But I, I'm not going to tell you who he is. But he calls me out of the blue, and he remembered a collector microphone that I used to have twenty some odd years ago. Nyman. And he was like, "Hey, just uh, checking and see how you're doing. It's been a long time." Um, hey, I, I'm looking for one of these microphones. You don't still have yours, or would you be willing to part with it? Now, hmm. I had parted with it because I decided it's too expensive for me to keep. It's a collector's item. Yeah. Spike sang into it for decades. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I think I know who, too. Yeah, U47. Te- Telefunken U47. Yeah. And uh, these mics now... Um, Beat up ten grand, mint. Whatever someone's willing to pay, eight, fifteen, 18? twenty. I've yeah. seen them go for eighteen, for 18 seventeen, yeah. five. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I thought I, I, I laughed because he was looking for the mic and I had already sold it. Yeah. And I wrote back to him. Actually, no, I, I forgot to write back to him because I, I was gonna just say no and then I thought about it. That's the other thing. Sometimes. The least important messages get answered first. Right. Like, if you heckle me, you'll get a reply right at that moment. Because <laughs> you got me angry. Yes. If you're Motivated. a dear old friend yeah. who wants to have a long conversation. <laughs> Forget it. Well, I'll see the email and I go, well, I haven't got time to really deal with this now. I'll have to set up a time and call that person. Right. And we could talk for a long time. And then a month later I go... Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I totally f- forgot about this. And then I'm talking to my friend Ben, does a lot of our music work. Ben says, you know, it's time for me to upgrade my studio, and I think I'm finally going to sell that old microphone. <gasps> and the microphone was the sequential serial number next one to one I got. No, a U forty seven, the next serial number. Yes, it was actually wow. it was a pair of U forty eight, which oh. is the same thing basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I did buy them from a guy with a serious health condition and who was liquidating his. <laughs> he wasn't dead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was no, just but he was. I can't hang on to these anymore. Yes, because I can't take them with me. Uh, but I didn't. I. I Paid his asking price. And this yeah, is the other hey. thing, by the way, in a negotiation. Yeah. When you know you're lucky to be even able to get it. Yeah, get it. Pay what it's worth. It may never happen again. It's like every day, at least, not every day, but every week, at least twice a week, I go and I punch in vintage Mike into both Facebook Marketplace and, and Craigslist because I'm praying that somebody will have a Neumann in a box right. and not right. know what it is. <laughs> U47 yeah. or U48. There's so many people with that search. So uh, anyway, so uh, this story would be so much better if I told you who he was, but I can't really do that. Why not? It's, He's Canadian. I can instru- do it. <laughs> Is his instrument his voice? Well, he plays guitar and he sings. Many, yeah. many hit records. Many hit records. And also uh, a radio host. There's a hint for you. Uh, is he a radio host? Yes, he is. 
Oh, you already yes. know. I must have told you. Anyway. He, no, no. <laughs> no, I know because I listened to him. He's a radio host? He has a weekend show in Canada. Oh. oh yes. Well, he is Canadian. Yes. So, uh, so I say, gee, Ben, <laughs> I may know someone who wants your microphone. And then I do the dumbest, stupidest thing. Yeah, you called me. Like I have that kind of cash. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't buy it. <laughs> yes. I, I wrote an email back to this rock star, and I said, yeah. hey, it, I, I'm sorry it took me a while to get back to you, like three weeks. But at the time, I was just thinking, no, I don't have it. And then I remembered my friend Ben, and my friend Ben is going to sell exactly what you're looking for. Um, and Ben he, is in Vancouver, am I correct? Ben is in Vancouver. And okay. I said, hey, he's got, uh, and this is all true. By the way, I believe when negotiating, yes. if you can't speak the truth, Go to Spike's first rule, say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. Right. Because your word is your bond, and everything yes. that comes out of your mouth should be true. Should. Unquestionably ideally. true. And, but, and yet we all lie something like yeah. 25 times a day, yeah. white lies. That yeah. doesn't mean you should tell the other person that the right. repo man is coming next week. <laughs> Price to move. You don't, yes. yeah, you don't let out. You don't let on how desperate you are, but you're no. very honest about whatever you're selling. Right. So anyway, I wrote to him and I said, I'm going to give him the, f and I spoke to Ben first. I said, I'm just going to give him these facts. And one of the facts was that Ben had a, a broker who, you know, had said, I'll list it for you for 16.5. And Ed, you've seen them go for 18. So, yes. you yeah. know, that gives you in the ballpark. Only I put the comma in the wrong place. Oops. Oh, no, you didn't. Did <laughs> you I told, really? <laughs> I told, so you're going to totally relate to this. I basically told the rock star he could have an $18,000 microphone for 1600 bucks. <laughs> Whoops. And by the way, Brian's going to be listening to this. He's an equipment broker. He's part of the story. I'm not going to. I'll keep Brian uh, yeah. somewhat secret, too. But anyway, so the, the bottom line is, you know, he jumped. It's like, I want it. And then yeah. I went, oops. I, uh, I, f I forgot to add an extra zero in there. Yeah, that yeah, was Canadian. I quoted you in Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I was quoting you in pesos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, and he said, oh, well, never mind. A zero makes a big difference. And then, yeah. <laughs> then he went away for a few days. Uh-huh. And so uh, the long and short of it is that uh, Ben sold the mic very easily. He did. Yeah, and you know, it's a collector's item. I mean, it's, of course it is. It's now, if it were me, mm -hmm. I think I would have done just what Ben did. did actually, I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have gone for top dollar because then you got to meet a guy and he's got to right. get his jeweler to look at it, and then it could go back and forth a few Take times. Take it apart. Yeah, he sold it to a local broker, and we all have trust, and everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're in Michigan. <laughs> uh, no, the the, lo the broker that you you talked about. Yeah, no, 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 a friend of mine is in Seattle. Oh, okay. So anyway, so that, God, I wish I could tell you who the rock star was. Well, well I, you could say, but you'd have to take it back, man. <laughs> I'd have to take it back, man. No, that's not it. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. 
Because we got to be taking care of business here. We got a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right. That's what I think. Yeah, baby, morning. Anyway, in a way, I wanted him to get it. Yeah. But he didn't jump quick. And, you know, that's the way it is with this. I mean, if you want to buy something and you can afford it, it's like when Spike was trying to buy a house. Mm-hmm. That oh, was a, that. it. Was a seller's market, right? Yeah, completely. And by the way, it's a great time to be a seller. Aren't the houses like flying off the shelves in Seattle still? There's no inventory, and everybody's in a bidding war again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Brought all these damn people here. Yeah. They all decided they wanted to live downtown in an apartment for a couple months, years, and then next, you know, oh, you want out. And now yeah. the, the real thing is, since everyone is realize that they can telecommute and that a daily work commute is no longer right. a big deciding issue on location. Right. Everything outside the city is blowing up as well. Yeah. So, all right. And I think I already know the answer to this, Spike, because I know you. And you're like another friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Steve. People are, um, for them, a house is a home. Mm-hmm. For me, a house is always a five-year vacation somewhere <laughs> before I flip it. <laughs> Yes. That's radio, people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's that the KRP industry. song? How does that go again? Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered, wondered what whatever became, became of me. me. Yeah. I'm living down here. the town, up and down yeah. the dial. That's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, but Spike loves his house. You don't ever want to move. Well, you know, uh, it's bigger than we need, and we know that. But where would I move to? I mean, I could, I could, I could sell this and take the money and be able to buy something a third the size. Well, go on, take the money and run. Yeah, no, but but I don't want to live in something. That's not the guy size. who was interested in the microphone. Just in case no, you were no. wondering. No, <laughs> he lives uh, in Friday Harbor, though. He's a great. No, guy. He, he, you got to roll on down the highway to find that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it, yes, Mike, this would be the perfect time. But now you've filled up the house with people. I have. My daughter came home from New York, so right. she's here, and I don't know, you know, how long she's going to be here. She could be here another year, two years, for all I know. Um, she could be here for another four months, you know, never know. Um, but my changes. main thing is my, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm saying life changes when you no longer have a parent to, to go home to, you know, yeah, ain't that really the truth. Does. Yeah. And my little thing is my little one's in high school and I'm not going to move until she's off to college. Sure. At, at the very, very least, right. you know, so here's the thing. High school. You can see my, my, um, I was looking my chops at seeing Pike spike in a strong position to jack the price of his house sky high. And then move to Centralia. But, <laughs> but Spike doesn't want to live in Centralia. And the houses have gone crazy there too, right? Yeah, they really have. Where can you I mean, go? You know, like from Seattle, where can you go and still have Seattle accessible? Where can you go now? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our listeners are in this Sweetie same boat. <laughs> um, you've got you've to be in the farmland, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't like new houses. I don't. I hate new houses, new construction. Hmm. I like ticky old tacky. bones, man. Ticky tacky boxes. I too yep. like old older homes. Don't like new ones. You know, my in-laws place in Wenatchee. They paid. Uh, <laughs> um, they twenty years ago they probably paid one and a half for this. One fifty. One fifty. Yeah. yeah. It, it's going to list for over over eight. It's probably going to get a bidding war and go up to nine. I might even see a million bucks. In Wenatchee. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. 
because everybody's. I mean, the, the house right next to him. That Didn't set Elvis empty do for, a song in Wenatchee? In Wenatchee, Chicago morning, another little Wenatchee by the little boy. Terrible. And the coke flies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. All right. So you're not the going guy any. that lives. Well, the guy that lives right next to him um, drives a Tesla and telecommutes to Seattle. Of course. And bought a house in Wenatchee. You know, raising his family over there. Right. Well, uh, back to negotiating. So when you have something hot, you can certainly be pretty firm, but also always good to leave that extra dime on the table. Don't completely, don't, don't ever leave someone feeling, you know, abused. Yeah. Yeah. A- angry at the deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's important. And then, um, and, and so how to close the deal, I find usually respect the other person, Right. You know, be honest about what you can and cannot do. Be willing uh, to, you know, listen and wish them luck. Yeah. Wish them luck is the friendliest middle finger you can possibly do to someone. <laughs> and they can, they Good may luck come. with that car, buddy, let me <laughs> tell you. And they may come back. And speaking of cars, I was re- reading recently where they said, do not, you know, take shots at somebody's car if you're looking to buy it. Well, you know, geez, those fenders are awfully rusty down at the bottom right. there. Because they're insulted by it and they won't budge on their price. Because it's their car. They take it personally. And then remember, 95%, and I made that number up off the top of my head because I had to write a meme and I didn't have time to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember that 95% of all negotiations end when someone runs out of time and has to do a deal. Right. Motivated seller. Make that person be the other person. Mm -hmm. Because patience is a a wonderful virtue. Oh, yeah. I want to move on to something else because I... Sure. Uh, uh, it's been bugging me, Uh-oh. and um, and Spike being a Seattleite, uh, maybe you have some thoughts about this too. I um, when Jeff Bezos announced that he was getting divorced, and they you know have caught him with his girlfriend. Did he have yeah. some like nudie selfies or something? I can't remember. But and you know. she was like a, she was a, um, a TV personality too. Yes. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. And they've been caught sexting or something. I mean, they were caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. And so when he got divorced, there was, it was not only not a surprise, I just knew him as this vicious shark who devoted his whole life to putting other people out of business. Now, you may know him as the guy with the smiley face packages that arrive every day. <laughs> That's yeah. the same guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know people who have dealt with you know let me put it this way uh amazon doesn't follow the ambulances they buy the company that owns the ambulances <laughs> there's is a scorched earth yeah. approach, or, they, yeah. or they create their own generic ambulance and <laughs> offer it 10 cents cheaper and yes. put them out of business uh, anyway so when that happened it was like it's like of course jeff bezos gets divorced he's you know power hungry driven guy but Bill and Melinda Gates, yeah, I had just watched, it seems like just a year ago, their Netflix special, Inside Bill's Brain. Did everybody see that? I, I just saw that. I just saw a promo for that. I just watched the trailer I saw for part that. Of the, yeah. yeah. You haven't seen it, Zip? I saw part of it, actually. I didn't sit through the whole thing. Oh. Mm-mm. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Was, was, it a, was it a medical problem hurt. you had, or uh... 
I don't know how you do that. How do you start? Like, just watch. It was a boring. Uh, I just I, either I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. Uh, you know, I can't oh, okay. recall actually. All right, but you saw a little bit of it, and yeah, it's just a taste of it. Yeah. I what don't do you remember? Either. From, yeah. Not much of it, quite honestly. Okay. When well, was it? When? How? How long ago was it? It was a while ago that it was a, a, an item. Maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I don't remember. Okay. But I remember when I saw it, all I could think of is Bill and Melinda Gates created this huge foundation, the most generous couple probably in the history of mankind when all is said and done. They turned the um, philanthropy business on its head because they applied the same business practices they used to apply at Microsoft to philanthropy. They didn't just give you money. You had to have a business plan for how the money was going to change right. the cycle of poverty and promote good. And with uh, Spike and I have done these uh, trips with World Vision to Africa and Bangladesh and the Amazon rainforest. And, and so we know the cycle of poverty is that it, it's basically it's, it's very hard to break. Yeah. And you have to give people incentive, but you can't just give them a handout. You know, the old teach a man to fish, mm -hmm. uh, drop off a load of fish and they'll be well fed for a week. Well, teach a man to fish and he'll never work again. He'll spend all day in a boat with beer and Boston <laughs> <laughs> right. Whaler. Sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much any of you know about Bill and Melinda, and I don't know that much, but, but I, I read about them a lot and, Anyway, on this documentary, they looked to me like a couple in love on a lifelong mission. So their sudden divorce, kind of, almost like their family. Mm -hmm. I wish. <laughs> me too. Although he said he's not going to leave his kids much. But I think not leaving your kid much when you're Bill Gates probably means only $2 billion. A measly $2 billion. <laughs> a Good luck out there, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to earn it yourself. The tough world. It used to buying generic food, my friend. <laughs> now, has the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein entered into this somewhat? Zip, oh, look yes. at you. So you wouldn't watch the freaking documentary, but cable news. <laughs> Well, I've seen if, that picture yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. By the it way, is. you remember if it bleeds, it leads. That's mm. dead. Here's what it means now: if it clicks, it sticks. Ah, mm. very good. I thought of that a few days ago, and I was saving it for just this kind of moment. <laughs> so yeah. So, and by the way, when you see a story that says how Bill Gates and sex offender Jeffrey Epstein were connected. And then Vanity Fair. Bill Gates' meetings with Jeffrey Epstein are apparently a sore spot for Melinda. That's why he went to the island. She had a sore spot. <laughs> Sorry. People Magazine, same quote, by the way. Sore spot mm. for Melinda. Oh, God. Yeah. When a phrase like that yeah. starts showing up in multiple papers, yeah. what do you start to think? Gates' divorce talk started in 2019 on Epstein Link, yeah, says yeah, Wall Street Journal. Right. Yeah, yeah, I had heard that. <sighs> Bill Gates has denied having any business relationship or friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. My first thought as a 
type of person I am is, all he did is score me underage girls. <laughs> That's not business. It's a complete business arrangement. It wasn't personal. Yeah, but then if the pictures come out and they aren't doctored, I mean, you know. That's kind of like By the way, Prince, this, Prince Andrew, you know. Uh, this Mel- Melinda Gates uh, sore spot thing comes mm-hmm. from a source. Yeah, that's all they say, a source. People that's, are saying? People well, are saying, yeah. It is like people are saying, isn't that's it? That's Trump's favorite <laughs> phrase. People I'm hearing. Saying. I'm hearing from a lot of places. People are telling me. What is it? Uh, let's see if they mention the source in Insider. But according to the Wall Street Journal, the decision wasn't out of the blue. Melinda Gates began speaking with divorce lawyers in 2019, the same year the New York Times reported her husband and Jeffrey Epstein had met multiple times. The same year? Within the same 365 <laughs> days? Boy, it's sinewy tissue, Bob. That's proof. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> However, Gates did meet with him three years after he pled guilty and basically got off with a hands with a wrist slap. Right. Uh, he spent 13 months in jail. They met to discuss philanthropic ideas at Epstein's Manhattan residence yeah, okay. in 2011. That's 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Could you tie that to a divorce in 2019? If you're a reporter looking to fill pages. pages. Again, if it clicks, it sticks. Where's yeah, the right. Where's the smoking gun it's just a, well that'll be the pictures that somebody comes up with the, the deep fake video that somebody makes sources recently told the daily beast mm-hmm. that the meeting still haunts melinda gates hell hath no fury Bill Gates and Epstein met another time in 2011 and were photographed with a senior J.P. Morgan executive, who we don't care about for this story because we're just attacking (laughs) Bill Gates right now. That's right. And the science advice. You know what? If you're Bill Gates and you're giving away, I think somewhere around 30 or $40 billion so far, you meet with people with money, I guess. Can Can you thoroughly vet all of them? No. It's impossible. So you're on his side? Or Melinda's side. You have to pick a side. I, in this particular She's case... She's still bothered by it. It's a sore spot. Is that her quote or is that... No, sources say Sources. It. Yeah, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm in the media. I know how this shit works. So tell me, sources say just means... Does she? Did she plan okay. it? Okay. Um, Spike, repeat after me. I hear that uh, he hooked up with Epstein and Epstein made some arrangements. I hear he hooked up with Epstein, and Epstein made some arrangements. You know, Bob, I got a source that says that he met up with Epstein, and uh, he was right. making some arrangements. Is it that bad? That's what I'm hearing from multiple sources. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes multiple sources. Yes. So here's the thing. I uh, And by the way, I know there's some people out there that think Bill Gates is trying to inject you with, you know, vaccines that, oh, that spy on your DNA. Or whatever. I, I, I seriously have admired this guy because he was a geek yeah. Who made it? Uber geek. You know, he had the same bathroom issues at gym class that I did, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And then he promised at a certain point that he would step away and give his fortune away. Yeah. And he's in the process of doing that. Yeah. And he's still vilified. But this Epstein thing, there's no actual evidence. Right. It's a media lynching. 
It's salacious. It's going to get clicks. It's going to stick. It's a great meme, Bob. You should really put it out there. Or, <laughs> and by the way, you know, the Daily Beast. Yeah, aptly named. All that news, you know, if it clicks, it sticks. Um, all the news else? that's fit to barf. I don't get it. What, what do you guys think? I don't. I he doesn't. Say, doesn't seem like the type, but I mean, anyone can be tempted. But why would why why would you risk that? Yeah. As, let's ask Prince Andrew. Prince, are you on the line? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. When you spend your entire year looking up at the man who will, would be king, but he'll never be king. So what? What you're what? Nineteenth now after the young one's born. I mean, uh, yeah. What else is there to do besides teenage girls? I mean. Uh, don't like riding. Everyone thought picture. I was gay after uh, Fergie, but right. there's a picture of Bill <laughs> Gates with Jeffrey Epstein. They're there almost is. touching. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it says he met with him many times. Many times now. Oh, Ooh, that's the new. But York how Times. many is many, Bob? Define many. Well, is that and, more and than two? Let me read from. The, and by the way, it's less than eighteen. I can tell you that. But I mean. You know, oh Bill gosh. Gates would strike me as as being more interested in the pictures in National Geographic. Than Probably. Knowing, you know uh, this mean? is the New York Times tweeting on the 12th of October, 2019. Bill Gates has minimized his ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Minimized his ties? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he went into his tie collection. He said, this one's ugly. <laughs> this one. <laughs> That's like... Like when stuff's so obviously done by a PR person, a yeah. legal team. Yeah. New York Times investigation shows that Gates and Epstein repeatedly spent time together after Epstein was a sex offender. So what does repeatedly mean? Uh, beginning in 2011, Gates and Epstein met repeatedly, including at least three times at his townhouse. <laughs> so now here's what... Ah, I can't believe I'm falling for this. If I get I invited can. to his townhouse three times and he doesn't offer me the evil that but, he's known for, right? Yes. Well, well, but, but then was he always known for that, or is it now no, he that was, become so prominent that we now we know that's oh, what no, he no, always no. was he doing? He was also a philanthropist. I believe Epstein. Donald Trump yeah. said it best when he said, yeah. "And he likes them young <laughs> on the young <laughs> side." Yes, no, it was it was extremely well known. Like it, it's sort of like Matt Lauer at NBC. Uh -huh. There was nobody surprised that he was a player. It was just that when he got caught, everybody abandoned him. Right. And, and I, how do I know this? How do you know this, Bob? From watching the morning show on Apple TV, <laughs> which is the only documentary that exists about Matt Lauer. <laughs> That's right. Uh. And don't forget about Chris Matthews. Oh, my God. What I, all I did was say something a little salacious. Not even, not even salacious. All I said was, hi, honey. Yeah. Anyway, it saddens me because I thought they were very happy. Mm. And uh, this Epstein thing, I don't know whether it's just, uh, f you know, news garbage. The thing uh, is, think of the motivation. Broadsheets, print in general is in big trouble, right? Yes, yes. So they're going to say what they need to to sell papers. That's right. And that, by the way, if you think that it's just Fox News. It ain't. It ain't, man. Mm -mm. It's all it's all competing with clicks. Yeah. And they need you to click. Yeah. You know. Is journalism dead? Um, no. I think it's uh it, it's like after a forest fire. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks pretty dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> They're little sapling reporters yeah. trying to fight little their way to the sapling reporters as blueberries <laughs> yeah. grow and meadow. Right, right. And, then, uh, and then the first trees that come are like those yeah. alders and poplars. Uh-huh. But they have a short lifespan. And then That's the evergreens right. uh, live up on their own. So it's a, it's a dark time for journalism. And then come the mighty oaks. Yeah. Oh, here's one. New Bill Gates information makes Epstein connection worse. Oh, of course. Which who, now who is citing this? Who, um, which? it's a YouTube video, so it's got to be somebody important. <laughs> got to be real. Yeah. Come on, Bob. Well, it has twelve thousand views. Yeah, there you go. That yeah. gives it cred. <laughs> new information about Bill Gates surfaces uh, as the Melinda Gates divorce story deepens. Elon Musk flubbed SNL hosting debut. Oh, I didn't see that. Did any of you see that? Mm-hmm. I did. Was it good? Yeah. Did you watch yeah, the whole thing? Bad. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a documentary. Boom. Did you see the whole thing? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he did a good job. He's Thank an you. odd guy to begin with. There He's were moments so that were so painfully bad, though. Yeah. There were there were moments that he actually pulled off a comedic moment or two, mm-hmm. but there were some skits where he was just so bad. Now, did you believe him that he is on the spectrum of autism? Oh yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. he's just odd. He's an odd individual, yeah. or just he's quirky, is the word, I guess. I don't know. Well, he believes in some pretty weird stuff, by the way. He wants to implant our brains with extra processing power. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, he wants to go to Mars. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing: this is the guy that built an electric car company from nothing after yeah. all the major car companies abandoned it. Right, and in, in the early part of the last century. Yeah, yeah. Is SpaceX his company? Yes. Yes. Landing those rockets on those floating, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. He also came up with PayPal. Isn't that him too? And then sold it, right? He's a different guy. No, I think it's him. He's PayPal. Hold on, I'm going to look it up because I hate people who just blurt stuff out they think they know. In other words, I hate myself. Blurt, blurt. (laughs) Yes. Uh, no. Uh, hold on. Who is PayPal, PayPal still owned by Elon Musk? Uh, no, he sold it. I thought he sold Musk's it. Musk's largest shareholder got $100 million oh, and he, sold he, it to eBay. But he kept uh, 51%, did he not? Uh, no, he only had 11.7% oh, I thought when he, he sold. Uh, okay. So he was not, uh, I don't know if he was ever. I thought he, I thought he founded it. Yeah, I, uh, no, the founders are different guys. Okay. I'm Let's put old. it this way. John, Johnny Pay and Fred Powell. Right? <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Johnny Pay and Fred Powell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, had, he had a lot to do with it, and at one point was an owner. His founders were Peter Thiel. Who's he? He's like a... I know that oh, he guy. was in the monkeys. He was the, he was the fifth monkey. Uh, a German-American billionaire entrepreneur and venture capitalist, co-founder of PayPal. That was that guy. So it was rich guys. Right. By the way, if you're going to found something that essentially is a bank... And you're going to say it's not a bank? Like crypto? Yeah. You need <laughs> yeah. to be a bank. You need <laughs> yeah. to have that much money. Yeah. Uh, Mark Max Levchin also found it. A Ukrainian American. Oh, Ukrainian American. Excuse me. Uh, a Ukrainian. Biden's. American software engineer and businessman. Uh, he co-founded the company that eventually became PayPal. Right. You don't- and then went on to, to start another similar company, I thought. Uh yeah, maybe I, I'm not going that deep. But there was there was five guys: Elon Musk, Max Levchin, yeah. Ken Howry, Luke Nosek, and Yu Pan. Elon Musk is a big COVID denier. 
really uh for the same reason that lots of people are um it bugged him that he had to shut down his car company uh, right. in china and when not enough people died for his capitalistic ass <laughs> He said it was a waste. Wow. wow. Really oh. pulled your punch on that one, Bob. <laughs> well, look, I'm, a, I'm for yeah. capitalism, but the whole idea is you balance capitalism with civilization. You, it, right. like, capitalism, I said this to somebody recently, and, and I, I think I believe it. Unfettered capitalism requires slavery. Unfettered, yeah. Yes, now all we're discussing is how much fettering it needs. <laughs> Remember this golden classic. Playing the hits of yesteryear just for you. Your head. 